Welcome to the Puzzle Podcast CMO Series. Welcome to the Puzzle CMO Series podcast, where we talk all things marketing and BD and services. Now, today's topic is certainly something on the tip of everyone's tongues, and that's culture, specifically law firm culture. It's not always tangible, and it could be hard to define what it means from the day-to-day perspective. Great culture, though, impacts all aspects of the firm, that being from recruitment to retention and employee experience, right through to the client engagement and business development. Now, someone who has successfully articulated their firm's culture, and more specifically, that social value, is Powers Tannis, Director of Strategic Marketing and Communications, McCangus, Gordlock and Curry. Powers joins us on the CMO series to share her insights on culture, communication, and the role marketing and demonstrating the firm's values can play. Powers, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're really excited about this, and all the conversations leading up to this have been absolutely fascinating. As I mentioned, it's very much about that social value that you're able to drive at first. I think this is going to be something that's great for everybody here. So in terms of a place to start, would you please be able to tell us a little bit about your background leading to your current role at MGC? Absolutely. So um, I started my career in fundraising and marketing and event planning in the nonprofit world. I spent about eight years in that world um, before I jumped into legal marketing. I had no idea what I was getting into when I joined MGC. Um, I've been here 10 years now and it's been a whirlwind, but I came over um, to the for-profit world and thought I'd be here for a couple of years and then head straight back to the nonprofit world. But here I am 10 years later, still at the same firm. Um, My role has changed over that time, but um, I am loving it and I'm loving the legal industry and legal marketing. Well, that is a huge accolade to, um, I guess, the firm in terms of the time that you spent there, but also obviously to the world of legal marketing, the fact that you enjoy as much as you do. Um, And actually, that kind of leads nicely into what I wanted to ask you, which was actually what what point in your career did you realize the importance of culture and social value within the workplace Um, and specifically within law firms? Because I imagine the impact you had at nonprofits probably had a bearing on that as well. Absolutely. So I will say in the nonprofit world, you feel and understand more of the culture and the social impact uh, from the beginning. You know, it's different when you are in a law firm. I think in joining the law firm, I was here for a few years when I finally really understood the inner workings of a law firm, how the business of law works, um, the purpose, who we're impacting, and really what we're selling. And I think it was probably six to seven years ago when I really started to understand the culture of a law firm and how it is the lifeblood of a firm, much less any organization. Um, And that is about when my role started changing. Luckily, I worked for a firm that um, you're encouraged to bring ideas, or if you see something that can be done differently, uh, take it and run with it. And I started seeing this real need to connect and engage and market internally as well as externally and really just make sure that not only are we telling our culture story to our clients and to potential candidates to work for the firm, but really make sure that our own MGC people understand who we are and why we do what we do, our core values and how that plays into everything we do. And that's when my role really kind of changed where I 
focus, yes, on the external marketing and communication and client engagement, but I also focus very strongly and heavily on our internal programs, engagement, culture-related initiatives, that kind of thing. That's everything from diversity-related programs to our leadership development programs, uh, retreats and partner meetings and and employee engagement activities, both virtual and in-person. Um, so I would say probably, you know, six to seven years ago, I really saw that shift. And that's what keeps people where they are. That's what kept me where I am. And mm -hmm. focusing on the culture became one of my priorities. I'm not, um, and Ali, I think I told you this, the last time we talked, I'm not passionate about law. I'm, you know, I could not do what our attorneys do. Uh, it's not something I've ever had any desire to do, but I'm passionate about people and being at MGC and being able to play a significant role in the people of the firm and the culture of the firm is really when I shifted my focus and um, and kind of do what I do now. Yeah, that's amazing. And as you said, um, you know, you're not necessarily passionate about the law, but yeah. you certainly are passionate about people. And that's certainly something I'm passionate about. And when it comes to law firms, you know, Fundamentally, that's what it is about. That's that's everything that you're doing, both internally, externally. And, you know, a couple of points that you made there is that really struck me is the way that all of that intertwines together. And, and, and to use your word, it is the lifeblood, which is why it's so important. Um, but, you know, naturally, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to pick up on. So it's obviously taking a lot of time and effort kind of to really get into that. Um, and actually, when you think about that, it, it can be so difficult to sort of pinpoint what makes a good culture. Um, and generally speaking, it's, it's more of a feeling. Um, so could you please tell us about some of the activities you're doing at MGC to cultivate that culture and the work that you're doing to communicate it as well, please? So I uh, believe strongly that culture yeah. is an experience. It is what our clients experience when they're interacting with our firm. And it's what our employees and staff and lawyers experience in their day-to-day -day jobs. Um, you know, and that's everything from the roles that they do and understanding the impact that role plays in the larger picture, as well as kind of the experience they have interacting with each other. Um, and so that's really what we focus a lot on is making sure that people understand that their roles, uh, whether you are a runner at the firm or you're a partner, make a difference to our clients and to our people and to our bottom line, um, as well as interacting with our people, because the ultimate way to retain a fantastic workforce is to make sure that you truly enjoy coming to work to get to every day, whether that is coming to work in an office or coming to work by logging into your computer at home. We want to make sure you are engaged and connected with each other. Um, our team does a number of employee engagement and connecting activities throughout the year, whether it is a virtual bingo, a paint night, we have a paint DIY night coming up next week, in-person lunches and happy hours. And these things aren't anything new. We're not doing anything revolutionary. I think firms all over the world are doing this kind of thing right now. Um, but we also are focusing really on making sure that we recognize the talents that our people bring to the table. So we have a leadership MGC program that is a year-long program for our lawyers um, where you can go through this class where you learn the inner workings of 
MGC, the legal industry, um, understanding our clients' industry, as well as finding ways to improve the firm. Um, we also have uh, associates retreats and team leader and group leader retreats and meetings so that we're constantly not only bringing people together just for the social aspect, but also for that leadership development um, and to make sure that we're cultivating that culture in the lifeblood of the firm. Um, a culture can be great without being cultivated, but it can be fantastic if you take time to put some effort into cultivating it and into making sure that people are seeing the sparks and having opportunities to engage. Um, another really cool thing that we do uh, that I think really tells of our firm's culture is a town hall series. These started after the George Floyd incident where we brought our employees together virtually um, and it was scheduled for after work on a random weekday and people were really able to just share their thoughts, their experiences, ask questions and learn in a respectful environment. Um, it was scheduled for 45 minutes and it lasted almost three hours. We have continued those town halls throughout the past couple of years virtually, where we've had speakers come in on and discuss mental health and wellness through a pandemic. We have talked about generational diversity and had panelists from within our own firm speak on that topic. Um, women and, and the balance that women often struggle with, with a busy work career as well as a family life. Um, so it's it's a good culture. It is, you're right, it's more than a feeling. It is an experience. And it's looking and identifying ways that you as a firm can make that experience happen. Um, you know, whether it is a pizza lunch or something more thoughtful and more planned like a retreat. Um, so finding ways to just really provide the best experience and the most equitable experience um, and really make sure that the connection is is meaningful. Yeah, and it's quite evident that, you know, MGC ensuring that people are actually put at the very forefront of what you're doing. And that's where I think that whole social value starts to shine through with, with what you're doing at the firm, you know, be it those town hall series. And as you say, it kind of came around originally off the George Floyd uh, incident and then, you know, women's balance in their life in terms of what they're experiencing. It's, it's lots of things that ultimately, I guess, help to empower people. Um, but also, you know, you've got some of the slightly more, uh, I suppose, enjoyable parts in terms of bringing those virtual painting and bingo um events to it and actually out of interest i mean while, while we're talking about that have you found you know despite the people i suppose or people coming back into the office more that actually those virtual events still being really well regarded and actually against helping to drive some of that culture and the engagement that's that's so important in those other aspects i think we do see that a good bit um you know even if it's a short 30 minute bingo lunch uh, we have found that we'll have a good many folks jump on whether, and it's it's folks in all different roles at the firm, all different locations, because it's a quick break. Everybody's encouraged to have their cameras mm -hmm. on. Um, the chats are usually blowing up with people commenting. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of folks look at virtual events and say, oh, we only had 30 people on this call. But to me, 
looking at the success of a virtual event isn't necessarily about having a large number of people on a call or a, you know, a paint night or whatever, because then you don't have the engagement. Um, we have found that these kind of things work better when you have a smaller group because people are more comfortable connecting and discussing things with each other or getting to know each other. Um, when we do have our town halls and have larger events, oftentimes we will end up in a breakout session, uh, smaller groups, so that people do kind of feel connected. Um, so I, I honestly think that they are still going to be the way of the future with the firm. Um, we have a very large percentage of our workforce is remote. And um, so one of the things that we've had to think about is, you know, we can't recreate or cultivate culture just for the people who might show up in the office. Um, you know, you have to provide a platform or a way for people to engage with each other virtually as well. So, um, you know, it's, if you look at the way everybody's environments have changed over the past couple of years and moving forwards, uh, we've had to respond to that. We've had to really focus on um, one thing our team talks a lot about is intentional culture, intentional engagement. And really, you know, you hate saying that you're forcing things on people, but it's it's being intentional and it's about creating opportunities for everybody to have that experience. Yeah, I think that the element of just being intentional and allowing really encompassing what everybody can do it is so important and actually i think to your point there is that it doesn't matter whether it's 30 people on that call or whether it's you know 150 200 people it's the value that people take away from that that's so important and, and then starts to really filter out throughout that culture and you you kind of answered it there but i was actually going to ask you know what, what you felt um you know, with the way that things have changed over the past few years, with the way that everybody's working, um, in terms of you know how have the activities changed or evolved in response to hybrid and more flexible working arrangements? I know you kind of just alluded to it there in terms of you know got to be more intentional about what you're doing, allow people to actually have the opportunity to. But I don't know if whether there's anything else that you wanted to add on to that that um, wasn't mentioned previously. Um, the only other thing I would add to that is, you know, when you were in the office, you had those opportunities for the break room conversations or the water cooler conversations, as people call them. And um, going back to that intentionality, how do we create those opportunities for our folks? Um, and I think that's something that nobody really knows the answer to, but it's really trying to find that balance so that people do still feel like they're getting that connection at work. Um, one thing we are working on is really making sure that when we are working with our um, supervisors and our managers and our leaders of the firm, you know, they're the ones that really have to take initiative and be intentional about creating those water cooler opportunities, reach out to their teams, reach out to their staff, and just make sure that um, you know, they're checking in and, and getting to connect on a personal level and not just by, you know, managing workflow and things like that. Yeah, no, that makes a huge amount of sense. Um, and it's quite evident how considered you are around what you're doing there. And you just touched upon it. So, so what do you actually have, think has been the impact of, you know, such a considered approach to the culture within the firm, um, particularly in relation to, you know, recruiting talent, and of course, retaining the existing talent, which is, 
incredibly important as demonstrated with your your tenure there. Well, and I think this is um, something that all law firms and probably all organizations are trying to, you know, solve this puzzle right now is how do you approach the recruiting talent and the retention of talent? And really, I think it starts with um, kind of the onboarding of talent, making sure that people are connected from day one. I think that's something um, that's really going to help you in the long run to make sure that if John Smith starts with you on Monday, that he's not feeling lost and disconnected. Um, you know, our offices have less people in them than normal. Our homes, you're home by yourself and you log on and you may not have a meeting firsthand. So it's really creating an intentional onboarding program that goes beyond that first day, somebody managing it to make sure that John Smith is connecting with a partner in Oxford that does the same kind of work to get to know the firm. Um, so it's really restructuring and rethinking and reinventing how we onboard our folks and then focusing on that retention piece. And, you know, one thing we just did um, was a stay survey. A lot of organizations are doing stay interviews and stay surveys right now. And I think it's a very wonderful and brave thing to do as long as you're willing to take the good with the bad and then mm -hmm. do something yeah. about your results. So we just wrapped up our first ever stay survey um, about a month ago, and we're going through all of the responses. And as you can imagine, it's a lot of responses, um, open-ended responses. So trying to pinpoint the different themes on why people want to come to work every day at the firm, what they love about MGC. And we're really seeing that what they love and why they come to work every day is the people, and the flexibility. And so knowing that those are two of our strong points, how can we take that and sell the firm to potential candidates? Um, and then really looking at what can we do better? What are we not getting right? And being able to say, yep, you're right. We can't get that right. And what can we do about it? Um, a lot of that went back to some feedback we got from uh, some uh, of our new hires over the past two years, you know, onboarding, engagement, retention, um, training. So really revamping what our first year looks like for a new employee. I think it all goes back to culture and making sure you're telling that culture story from the recruitment side all the way through a first year of onboarding. Um, and then continuing to just make sure you check in with your tenured folks. Um, we are seeing some of that coming out of the stay surveys where, you know, some folks still feel disengaged because they're remote workers. So what can we do better to connect and engage with those folks who aren't coming into an office, who may not live near an office? So really um, just, again, put, getting that pulse of your firm and making sure you are kind of doing a checkup on your firm since mm. you, it is your lifeblood. You want to make sure that it it thrives. So really being brave enough to do that pulse. I think that um, any organization that goes through a stay survey, I commend you. Just make sure you do something about, about the results. 
Yeah, that's that's the most important <laughs> bit. As you said, you have to be able to take the good with the bad there. And there's no no doubt going to be a few uh, maybe not necessarily unsavory comments, but comments that people weren't necessarily expecting to hear. But I mean, has it overall been been pretty positive for you? Yes, it has. It really has. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly, um, we had already we are already almost done with our process of reinventing the attorney and professional teams and legal teams onboarding um, and first year programs. And this really just solidified that that was a real need for us to be focused on. Um, so, you know, it kind of felt good on the fact that, okay, maybe we we do have a good kind of gauge on our culture and, and where we weren't getting things right. Um, and so I think that it really showed that it did deserve our focus and make making this a priority for retention purposes. Yeah, definitely. At the end of the day, everybody wants to be part of a community. So I'm sure when you've got that really good culture, it all starts to fill and, and build naturally into that. And, you know, it's clearly been successful for that employee experience from what you've been touching upon there. And, and of course, the onboarding um, for, for new recruitment and, and new talent. So w- when you start to think about, you know, how, how that culture impacts the business development and marketing activities, you know, is this something that you've actively uh, gone out to promote with your, your clients and your external audiences? Is it something that seeps into, I guess, the ultimately the firm's strategy and what you're doing, as I say, on that marketing and BD side? 100%. Um, our clients, for, one of the things we hear a lot from our clients is MGC is not your typical law firm. We have a different approach to things. We have a different approach to our client service, to our matters, uh, and to our relationships. To us, or for our attorneys, our clients it's all about a relationship. You work better with each other if you truly understand each other, you understand each other's goals, you understand the firm and their business and how they can intertwine together. And I think clients really appreciate and want to work with a firm that is interested in who they are and what they do. Our lawyers, um, you know, they're a reflection of MGC. And we ultimately have lawyers that want to be there and get to know their clients' businesses. I think that our culture really does weave its way into the marketing and business development um, and the client service. Mm -hmm. In the insurance industry, there is a heavy, heavy, heavy emphasis on diversity, equity, inclusion. And that's one of the lifebloods that runs through our firm. And so I think our, you know, any stories we can tell related to that, related to our core values that really are built around serving our clients in the best way possible, our clients appreciate that. And I think that by showing our clients who the firm is, they know who they're working with. And that makes them want to continue to work with a firm where it's not, you know, the firm is just worried about the bottom line and the billable hours and squeezing the client as much as possible. It's about being a partner and working with people you like. Yeah, I think I think it comes back to that element of of the social value that is evident at the firm and actually what people can then bring when it comes to sitting in front of clients and kind of what the external messaging is because that's what's so important is dealing with people and it's being able to have that human connection and show that you're more than as you say trying to just do your, your billable hours and just execute on work it's actually what's that deeper level to everything um 
Actually, with that in mind, I mean, is, is there kind of a little bit more around the marketing and business development um, that you're, you're going to be doing? So if you think about, you know, what the plans are for 2023 and beyond, you know, when it comes to communicating the firm's culture um, and that sort of social value that's very much at the core, core of it, you know, and of course the brand, um, you know, is there more internally and externally you're going to be doing as, as you move forward into next year? Absolutely. So um, externally, we are actually in the process of refreshing our website to really be able to share with our clients as well as with potential candidates to work at the firm who we are, to tell our story, make sure that our culture is woven into our client service um, and being able to share that on our website. Internally, we have a number of initiatives that we are uh, looking to launch in 2023. One of my favorites is an internal podcast that really is telling our story and who we are as a firm. Uh, Different topics would include our core values, our strategic plan, interviews with our help desk guys, getting to know an office manager in Nashville, different things Mm. like that to really connect and engage people across the firm and across state lines um, and bring us together as truly one firm. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, just highlighting everything good that you're doing. And I think um, an internal podcast is only going to be well received. You know, you're a big firm and not everybody necessarily knows what's happening. And bringing back to something that you mentioned earlier I'm sure that you know off the back of that initial town hall you did around the George Floyd incident I'm sure there was a lot of really positive conversation that came out of that that people were able to you know latch on to within the firm and hopefully you you were able to actually use some of that internally in terms of spreading that message of, of what you're about in terms of being able to engage on multiple different levels um so unfortunately, that brings us towards the end of the conversation, Pat. I had um, one more question that I did want to ask you, which was, okay. you know, what was your one piece of advice uh, for other marketing professionals looking to cultivate and communicate the firm's culture? That's a great question. Um, I would say that anyone at a firm or an organization contributes to the culture of that organization. Um, Like I said earlier, it is an experience. Culture is an experience. And I think that a marketing and business development professional can make a positive contribution by ensuring that they are going into that firm or to their role with a a positive, I can do this, I have a lot to bring to the table attitude. Um, I think it goes a long way when you have a good attitude or a good outlook on your role or your job. Um, And that that kind of positivity and optimism uh, really spreads. Um, And so I think it's, it's going into your firms, just being joyful and optimistic and innovative and looking for the small ways to change things um, or to impact your culture. You know, no one person can change the culture of an organization. Mm. It's just not possible. Or if they can, then I think there's some bigger issues with that organization. Um, So I think it's just being, making the effort to be a part of the culture and a positive culture in a positive way. and contribute to the firm. If you know, culture is a reflection of its people. So be the type of person you want that culture to reflect. 
Yeah, I think some very, very wise words at the end there, Power. So thank you very much. What a joy. That's been absolutely fascinating. Um, thank you so much for that. Well, thank you for having me today. This has been great. Uh, my pleasure. Um, before we sign off, I did want to go through um, a little bit more of a slightly relaxed uh, questioning for you, which was um, our little quick fire round. Um, so I was hoping that we might be able to just whiz through that if that works for you. Absolutely. Uh, brilliant. A chance to get to know you a little bit better. So, Powers, what's your favorite business and non-business book? Favorite business book is anything by Brene Brown. Um, I love all of her books and they give such good insight into how to be a part of a team and have those hard conversations, that kind of thing. Um, Non-business book, I love The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And what was your first job? I worked retail at a consignment clothing store. Very nice. I think probably similar to many of us. Um, what makes you happy at work? I would say the people. It's what keeps me coming back every day. Yeah, I think actually if there had been a different answer, then I might have worried about everything that we just went through <laughs> from a culture perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant to hear. Um, in terms of uh, what are you listening to at the moment, please? So I do love a good true crime podcast. Uh, there's one out called Murder and Magnolias, and it is based in Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I'm orig originally from. Um, and so I am in the midst of that. Very exciting. And finally, uh, where is your favorite place to visit? Why? My family goes to Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina, every summer for a week. It's the beach located uh, down in South Carolina, and it's just our place. And I love it because it is a week dedicated to my people and my um, the reason I'm here and the reason I do what I do. So um, I would say the beach. That is really lovely. And imagine uh, somewhere that you return to every year is somewhere that you can instantly switch off and relax as well. So I'm sure that that is uh, something you always look forward to. Powers, well, it's been an absolute joy having you on. Thank you so much for that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you letting me be a part of this podcast. That's been brilliant. And I really do appreciate you, you know, alluding to everything that you're doing uh, from a culture perspective at MGC. And it's, you know, for me, what I really took away from this is just the social value that you're able to drive there. It's more than it just being a culture and the people paying lip service to it. It's, it's lived and breathed at the firm. So thank you so much for that absolutely